we don't grow alone. We flourish when we do life together. To flourish means to grow or develop in a healthy way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. Join me for conversations about growth and change as we talk about what it means to flourish and create the community you crave. You're listening to episode 35, Hustle and Heart with Sophia Martinez. Hey guys, it's Andrea. I just wanted to do a quick intro to this week's episode of the Flourish Together podcast. In this episode, you guys are going to meet my friend, Sophia Martinez. Sophia and I met through the internet as all awesome God-given connections that I have in my life start. They usually start on the internet somewhere. But Sophia is a wife and a mother, and she is a local shop owner. And I first discovered her um, probably over a year ago when I was just moving to this new neighborhood of mine and looking for really cool things and stuff to do in my area. And I stumbled upon her account. And you guys, I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Sophia. Sophia. I know you guys are going to leave just encouraged. And I heard this quote a while ago and it, the quote goes, hustle and heart will set you apart. And the reason that I named this episode hustle and heart with Sophia is because when I think of that quote, I think of her name. I think of those two simultaneously interchangeable. She is such an encouragement. She has this wonderful shop where she is providing a place for these local makers to provide for their families. And she is just such a light to her community. And she's such a great example of how you can shine a light and be a light in your local community. And I just love her and I know you will too. So enjoy this episode, you guys. And after you're done listening to this episode, jump on over to Instagram, connect with Sophia, leave her some love there. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this week's episode. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you guys to my guest today. Um, I have Sophia here from Screws and Sparkles. Hi, Sophia. Hello. So excited. <laughs> so for those of you that, for people that might not be familiar with who you are, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, so my name is Sophia Martinez. I am the shop girl, shop owner of Screws and Sparkles Vintage and Handmade in Buckeye, Arizona. I'm a wife of 13 years and a mother of three. Little crazies. (laughs) Okay, so I met Sophia through Instagram, I think. Yeah, I think I... Definitely through Instagram. I don't even remember how I stumbled upon your feed but so like we moved to the Buckeye area a little bit over a year ago last April and I think um we've lived in the West Valley of Phoenix for 10 years but we had never lived in Buckeye and so I think I found you when I was like searching the Buckeye like hashtag or something nice And, and I came upon your feed and it was when you were renovating 
to open Screws and Sparkles. So there was like, I remember being so excited and just like stalking your feed, like for more pictures and like, when is she going to open and stuff? So it's very fun. Yeah. I have a lot of Instagram friends. So people that I haven't met in real life or people that we've just been chatting on Instagram and then we have met in real life and we're like, we know each other just from um, Instagram. So yeah, we moved to Buckeye two years ago and um, I just started documenting what we were doing and people just started following along with the process and now everybody's like super invested and um, super supportive. Um, I didn't know we were gonna get, I was just sharing. I didn't know we were gonna get like that much support or interest and man the store's just taken off like fast so awesome it's it's really fun to watch and you and i we've met in person like we mm-hmm. have interacted and stuff so it's really fun when internet friends become real life friends yes definitely okay so i want to one of the reasons that i wanted to have you on is because i've watched your story from afar and and seeing the things that you've posted and followed along with you the last like year as you opened this shop but I know that it's just so much bigger than you and and your singular vision and one of the reasons I wanted you to come on the podcast is because I really feel like your story uh, resonates and will with so many men and women out there who have a god-sized dream but yeah. maybe don't know where to start or maybe they've started and there's been a roadblock can you share with the listeners and talk a little bit about this dream and this vision that you had and how you've seen the lord bring it to fruition so the dream the dream that i had started from not having and what i mean is that we i was 20 years old when we got married and um it continually felt that we were playing catch up because we were so young and we just were trying to build this life. And I wanted to stay home with my kid. Once I had my first son, I wanted to stay home. It's like something happened. As soon as I seen him, I was like, I just want to stay home. I don't want to work. Um, but in that season of not having the two incomes, my I'm a creative person by nature, creative, visionary, um, so just not having those things in my home or the the beautiful things that I would see, I just would create them. And so little by little, people wanted to buy them or they would ask for my design advice or pay me to come decorate their space, which to me was super like, really, you want me to come do this? Because I'm just kind of winging it, you know, I'm just doing what I know. And um, then I would paint furniture and um in northern california where i'm from it was just really hard to sell my items in a storefront and so i just remember struggling because i wanted to contribute into my home but there was nowhere to do it so i just i'm i'm a writer like i have like a zillion notebooks and i always write down my thoughts or my plans or my you know scriptures affirmations different things um that I think of because my mind is always going. And um, the more and more I kept trying to put my furniture and vintage items in the storefront, the more and more a, gre- a dream kept growing to do that for other women. 
Um, because when you see that there's a lack of something, um, certain people will want to fill that hole. And that's just the type of personality that I have, whether it's in um, work, like I look at holes, right, in my life and say, how can I impact that and fill it? And not only that, let it overflow to other people so that they will be compelled to pay it forward. So I, I really feel that my frustration of not being able to have a place to sell my stuff really just challenged me to do it for other moms. And so I had a goal to raise all of my kids um, by myself until they started school. And when we moved to Buckeye, Arizona, two years ago, my youngest started kinder. And so that was it. I had been like a horse behind this, like a, you know, like the racing tracks. Like as soon as he starts kindergarten, it's on and cracking. We're about to do this store thing. And I just, I went from there. And, you know, it's really has just become a place where just me being a mom, wanting to create a space for other moms. Now we have, what, I think we have 40 now. 40 people in the shop selling their goods, able to provide for their families. So um, the Lord has definitely, it wasn't my idea, but the Lord used me as a vessel to do what he wanted to do. Okay, so when you talk about you had this goal to raise your kids and raise your family, and you kind of had that dream and that desire tucked away, and you you know set it aside for a, a season, mm -hmm. do you feel like you set that aside, you know, just with complete peace and contentment, knowing that okay, when my kids are the last ones in school, we're gonna pick this back up and run with it? Like, talk to me a little bit about like those years and that process of you know, having that desire, but knowing that the timing wasn't where it needed to be for you to pursue that. So was I in peace? No, I was in absolute frustration. I wasn't like, I can't be like, yes, I was such a woman of God. I was in so much peace knowing that the Lord's timing is great. No, I was a hot mess because especially with just the, the woman that I am, I'm results driven. And so when you don't see results, you get very frustrated. Um, and then you can internalize that and it turns into doubt. It turns into um, a whole bunch of things because you know what you can contribute, but then there's nowhere to place your gift, right? And it's very frustrating, whether that's in ministry, in work, in your house, creatively. And so, no, I was not at peace for a while. I was frustrated. I would, um, question God like what the heck you've given me these ideas or you've put something inside of my heart but nothing works like this is stupid <laughs> nothing works ever but it wasn't until I started asking for wisdom and the Lord showed me that I can have a gift I can have a talent I can have insight I can have experience but wisdom is not just in what we think it is. Wisdom is in restraint. And the Lord spoke to my life about restraint and about how if I want to be effective, I have to learn to restrain myself for the timing that he has put in front of me. Not knocking on every door, not going out and searching for something, waiting. And girl, you know I'm all obsessed with the Enneagrams. 
with the type eight, yeah. we don't like to wait. <laughs> we don't like to be controlled. We don't like to wait. We're go-getters. So it's very, um, it was a very hard thing, but I have to submit myself to the Lord because I want to be effective. Right. And so I'm like, restraint, the heck is that, you know, mm -hmm. but that's where I found my peace and saying, okay, I could see how my wisdom is developing because I'm taking a step back. And then my wisdom grew, my um, perception of things widened, my humility widened um, because I could really see that, man, this is really a God thing. And so that will humble you because you're like, dang, I thought I knew what I was doing, but I really don't. And my idea, it, it's changing or my tactic or my business plan. And God's just doing something totally different. Mm -hmm. What are some of the lessons that you feel like you learned besides wisdom during that waiting season? Because it can be really hard to wait well as women or just you know people that have dreams and desires and plans um i'm a little bit like you I have like a million ideas or things that i want to do all the time and you know you you can do some things but you can't do everything all right. the time yeah time. what are some lessons that you learned during that time of just waiting and learning to wait well the lessons that i've learned were really more that what I learned is that whatever God calls you to do, it's already inside of you. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go looking or searching for things to help my gift develop. I have to be confident enough as a woman of God to say, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I have this dream that keeps me up at night. I have these plans big crazy ideas that if I was to tell some people, they would say, girl, you are low key crazy. But I know that God has given them to me, you know? And so I've learned that instead of trying to express myself or to um, find people who understand or find support or find resources, I actually have everything that I need. You know, when Moses was um, about to lead the, the people of Israel, the God asked him, what's in your hand? And he just, he had a staff, you know, God will always ask you like, what do you have? But we're like, no, we need this, or we need money, or we need, and God's like, no fam, like I created you, like before you were born, I knew you, he knows how crazy we are. He knows how impatient we are. And so we have, and that's where the restraint comes in, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to take a step back and dive deep into the word to be more self-aware, to learn more how to be effective. So one thing that I learned is that I have everything I need. I don't have to go out searching. I don't have to petition. I don't have to sell myself. I'm just, I'm good. Am I perfect? No, but God's gonna do his thing when I just start stepping out. Another thing that I learned um, while waiting is the Lord really showed me um, the scripture. Um, I don't know the verse, but um, everything that you do, do, do as if you're doing as unto the Lord. And so when I, before we moved to Arizona, I lived with my in-laws in a tiny house, like 90 square feet. Okay. I know on TV, it looks really super fabulous and cute, 
But when you're actually, when you have to live like that, it is not cute. And um, we had moved, prior to that, we had moved to Sacramento into a two-story house. We had started my biz, my daycare business because I was watching kids to stay home with my kids. We spent all of our money. Um, but we ended up moving back to the Bay Area because I just couldn't handle it over there. It was so, in that season, I was running from God because I was so disappointed in situations and things that were happening in my life. But one thing about God is that if you run from him, he'll bring you back to take care of unfinished business. And so um, he brought us back to the Bay Area. And so when we got there, we had no money. My in-laws actually had my sister-in-law, um, my brother and sister-in-law living with them. And so my husband, well, my husband, JR, he's like, we're gonna, I'm gonna build a tiny house in the backyard. And I'm like, a tiny house? And so he built a tiny house in the backyard, girl, because the whole house was full. We had no money. And so for a season, we had like the whole, take the ladder from the wall, put it on the loft, and the kids would crawl on the loft and go to sleep at night. And all five of us were in 90 square feet. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, it was just so, like, is hideous a good word? I don't know. It was just <laughs> not, it wasn't good. And so I, um, <laughs> no, before we go on to our season, where the Lord wants to bless our lives in the way that we're praying for. So we all have prayers like, Lord, I need a miracle. But sometimes God needs us to be the miracle in our painful season for somebody else. And I've really seen that too, that I can't just keep going, going, going. I have to be at rest for what God has me and do everything, live in that tiny house, live with my in-laws and do the work as if I'm doing it for the Lord. Now, when yeah. you're washing dishes for a zillion people, and when you are co-living, you don't want to imagine yourself doing that for the Lord. You're like, no, this is not, this is not fun. But God has a way of giving you double for your trouble. And he knows your heart and he knows the tears. Like the Bible says, he collects all your tears in a bottle. And looking back, I can see how that tiny house sees it. Now, I wish I would have took that dang tiny house with me to Arizona because that was like the um that was the, the space that made me the woman I am today because it forced me to stay put it forced me to do what I didn't want to do it forced right. me to trust trust God through it all and be okay with it and so um that I, I've learned that my agenda means nothing <laughs> yeah. my plans my agenda means nothing and when you have a dream or when god puts a big vision in your heart it's really overwhelming it's really frustrating to not see it come to pass every single day especially when you look around and it appears that everybody else is getting to pursue their dreams for their family or their dreams for themselves and you're just sitting there stuck. And I learned that the hardest times of my life, which that was one of the hardest times of my life, was the catapult into this season. And because my perspective was okay, I was okay. Yeah. Because I could have stayed bitter, right? Right, yeah. But 
God was like, no, I have to, I have to do this because where you're, this is what God spoke to me because where you're going next is going to require supernatural strength. And so when we moved to Arizona, things just took off. Did I ever think I was going to be in Arizona? No, because I never, I never visited Arizona. If you Google Buckeye, Arizona, just don't. <laughs> You'll not want to come. <laughs> it's like just desert, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but God knows. That's awesome. I love so many things of what you said just resonate so much with myself uh, too. And there's such refinement in the waiting, whether you want to or not, if you just surrender it, um, God does something so amazing. So something, uh, one of my like youth pastors and mentors told me years ago when my husband and I, um, when we moved to Arizona, we moved here because we, I had just gotten laid off like a year before. And this was like right at the crash of the housing market back in 2008. We had only been married for a year. And so we moved here like wanting to start over and had these like big dreams. And like, you know, we thought we were coming here for one thing and God just did something else um, in our hearts. And in that like waiting time, it has not only do we live in like a literal desert, but that season Girl. felt like desert season in so many ways. And I remember my youth pastor and mentor now, like he told me years ago, like your perspective, Andrea, in this is going to be the game changer for whether or not like you're going to wait well, because you can either have a godly perspective right. and know that they're hard and they're not ideal or you can have just a worldly perspective and just be bitter and, and hate your life, you know? And that like season of life, even 10 years ago, looking back at it now, like it, it literally has been the game changer for like, I mean, this morning my husband got a flat tire and is like working from home and like the plans of the day are not what they were supposed to be. And, you know, five, 10 years ago, that would have like bummed the heck out of me and like ruined my entire day. But, you know, I try to keep all things in perspective that, you know, things could be much worse and they have been worse because I've lived through worse and this is nothing because like, it's going to be okay because yeah. ultimately God is in control. Right. And I don't, the thing is me personally, I don't trust people who just had smooth sailing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like your life yeah. has been peachy king girl. I don't know if I could trust you. You know, <laughs> I don't like, I'm inspired by women who are relentless in their, their first, like, how am I trying to say? There's a certain kind of godly woman, right? That is unstoppable. That when you're going through deep waters or the fire or the flood, like the Lord spoke to me on, you know, the fire is the refining process, mm -hmm. but the flood is when you're overwhelmed. And when, when you're in the flood, it's like nonstop. And I've been in that season for four years. You want to talk about a long season? Four years just feeling overwhelmed, like, okay, God, I'm a good person. I love you. I don't do anything wrong. I serve you. I think you forgot about your girl over here. Like, you must have forgot, you know? And it's like, I, when I was pregnant with my youngest, I kept having these dreams about me standing in the desert. And 
it kept happening. So it was really weird because I'm like, why am I having dreams about a desert? Like so random. And so I didn't remember that until we moved here, which was six, five years later. And when we pulled up to our house, when I looked to the, to the right, it was, it's a whole open desert. And it just, it came back into my mind that those dreams, I probably had like 12 of those dreams just consistently. And I was like, oh my God, was that a little glimpse of what the Lord was trying to show me? And the Lord had told me while I was having those dreams that he is going to wash away the same way that the flood washed away everything and brought forth new, um, a new season and wiped away everything. He was going to do that for me. And so I held on to that. I didn't understand it. I was like, okay, God, wash away, do your thing. I don't care what you got to do. Just get me out of the season. And when we pulled up to our house, I was like, oh my God, I can't even, I can't even believe that. That's how much God loves us, that he will give us those glimpses into our future. He doesn't give us the whole story. One, we might not ever believe him. You know what I mean? Two, we're going to question ourselves if we're capable. Okay, God, I can't do that. I'm a hot mess. I'm not smart enough or I don't have enough money. So God, in all his infinite power and wisdom, he just gives us a little glimpse. But we want the whole answer. And he's like, you can't handle. You can't handle it all right now, you know? And so to me, it's amazing to see how God, God is the beginning and the end. And he's also the middle. And while I felt like I was forgotten, like I would literally be in my tiny house, like, hey, like, because when I pray, I talk to God just how I'm talking to you. I'd be like, so what's up? Like, it's gonna leave me hanging here, you know? And he would not say anything. But I, but I stayed committed to pursuing him and saying, where are you? Where are you in this? Because I don't feel good. And he showed up because he's faithful and his time is right on time. And now I can see the value in the waiting. I wish I would have learned how to wait better sooner, but it's part of the process. Um, But now I can be of encouragement if somebody's in that season. And that's really what this is all about, right? Um, Everything that we highs and lows, hills and valleys, it's for us to share with somebody else to say, you know what, girl, I've been through the same thing. Let me tell you a story, you know? Um, and God is just so, so faithful. Yeah. Somebody once told me a long time ago that the things that we go through when God brings us to the other side mm-hmm. and we see his faithfulness, sometimes somebody else is going to come along that's going to be going through that same thing that you have already gone through and because you waited and you were faithful and God was faithful to you back you're going to be able to be there for somebody who's going through the exact same thing and really know their hurt their pain and understand them and that's how God shows his faithfulness also to others through his children who have also been through similar things. Yeah. And that's why like, I love, um, like you can, there's like 10 million YouTube videos on how to do my hair makeup, right? Mm -hmm. 
but like somebody tell me how to get through this season though you know what i mean where's the youtube video on that like the godly women who are just unafraid to say look it i I might look successful. I might look this on the outside, but just give me five minutes. Let me tell you the struggle and just encourage your soul. Like that's why podcasts are so great because while you're getting ready, while you're driving work, you can hear and somebody else's story or testimony and say, man, I never knew that. If she can do it, I can do it too, you know? And mm -hmm. it's just great what you, what you're doing and how you're shining the light, not just on, women but women who say i know the god that i serve i know what we're doing over here yeah uh one of the you posted on social media it's been a while ago but you were encouraging your community to do it scared just mm -hmm. to just to go for it and i loved that post because i mean even myself i i can like I mean, I like got in my own head for like a year about this podcast, thinking that I needed to like, you know, have this and this and this and all these yeah. things in my mind that I felt like needed to be perfect or like whatever. Yeah. And, um, I love that message that you're sharing with your community because there are just a lot of things, a lot of dreams that people have on their hearts and, yeah. you know, things they might want to do, whether it's a dream or Maybe they want to move to that new city that they've always wanted to live in, or, you know, maybe they want to open up a business like you have, um, and yes. you just encourage them. So can you talk a little bit about that? So that post like went like literally bananas and I got so many messages about that post and my, like my Instagram posts are not scheduled. They're just yeah. or, or, organic. So even like all the pictures that I post. Um, you know, people schedule them, but I just, I'm, I'm a writer. So I'll just start writing what I feel. And I was just feeling some type of way like, man, because now that I have this store, there is, has been like, I don't know, I want to say maybe a hundred people who have came in the store since we opened last year, who they're saying, Sophia, I want to do this, but I'm scared. And so I think I was just at like kind of my limit of hearing people say how scared they were and I'm looking at these women and, and I ask them okay so what do you do and they're like I've been in school I'm I have a degree in this and I'm thinking what are you scared of I'm scared of messing up or what if it doesn't work out and yeah. so I just began to see the women in the community that whatever I'm doing is resonating with them in some way shape or form or they feel like they want to come talk to me to be encouraged and so I'm wondering, how can we get this intense, like, fear off of these dreams? And yeah. the thing is, is that our dreams are not for us, right? Our dreams are for other people, because then you create an avenue for other people. Me doing what I'm doing is very small. It's just a store it's a little store. I don't feel that we are like it. I just feel that it's really small, but it's impacting people. And that's just because I said yes. And I was terrified. And the thing is I'm terrified every single day. And that's what people don't understand. I literally have to clap myself up on the way to work. And I always tell people that my van, my Toyota Sienna, is so anointed 
because that's where I cry and pray. And when I die, that van is coming with me to heaven because for a mom, you sit in your car and you cry and you talk to the Lord and you're like, I can't, I just can't do this. But when I look at what I'm doing, I'm not a businesswoman, right? I'm not, I'm learning, I'm doing, but I'm still terrified every single day. And I'll go to work like, are people going to show up? Like, like, what if nobody shows up and then people show up and then more people and then they come with friends and then they're taking pictures and I'm like, okay, good. Got through that day. And then the next day, are people going to show up, you know? So you have to, everybody's scared, but it's the people who turn fear into their motivator and in hood terms, girl, I say, you got to make fear your homie. Like. Fear is coming with me. It's not controlling me. It's not dictating my decisions. It's going to be with me on this journey and it's going to be put in its place because I know who I serve. So yes, I'm going to be afraid. Am I going to be able to pay my bills? Am I going to be able to be successful? Am I going to be a good mom? Am I going to be a good wife? Can I do everything that the Lord's put in front of me? So fear is there. It's just what, where in your view is fear? Is it in front of you? Is it in the side? Is it in the back? To me, I choose to just let it motivate me. Like, all right, I am scared. And that's okay. Because his strength is made perfect in my weakness. So if I'm feeling extra scared, then I tell God straight up, I need you to show up like major. Because sometimes the fear is so crippling that you can't even, you're like, I can never do this. But the thing is, is that you can you can do it and you will be able to do it if you can let the fear motivate you and keep going. Because we're all scared. We're all scared. Tell me somebody who isn't scared. Any successful person, any successful preacher, business person will still tell you. And even people with more money, you know, I remember when I was like, when I would, <laughs> Be like, Lord, I just want to give this amount. Like, if I could give this amount to you, I'll be, this is a great, you know? And then I've heard people, like, talk about money and fear. And I remember being so afraid of not having money. And now I'm afraid, was like, now the store's doing great. What if I don't manage the money? Oh, my God. What if I, you know what I'm saying? There's always going to be fear at every level, whether you have no money, whether you have a lot of money whether you have this or that, you can always find something to be afraid of, but it's saying, it's rooting yourself back into the foundation of the Lord. And for me, I have to say, okay, the Lord tells the sun to rise and go down and the moon to go up and the waves to stop. And I'm sitting here worried about how am I gonna manage this? How I'm gonna do this? Am I gonna be successful? Am I effective? I'm wasting time. And every time you waste time being afraid, somebody else is missing out on their dream. Because for me, if you talk to a few vendors in the shop, they will tell you that they were praying for a shop. And so when this opened up, this created an avenue for them. This was an answered prayer for them. And these women are able to pay their rent. These women are able to give and they just keep giving. It's just become a ongoing thing. And so being, fair, being afraid just stifles us. But there's people waiting on you. And that's what I was trying to express to people 
is that you being afraid is wasting time. Mm -hmm. So just get down to business. We're all afraid. But there was X amount of women waiting for me to open up this shop for them to provide for their kids. And that's what it, that, that makes it all worth it. So when I'm scared, I'm like, okay, God, you created me, you know me. I want to be fearless, but I'm actually a scaredy cat. I want to be tough, but I'm really not. I'm like really soft right now. And, and he shows up. So if you have a dream or a vision or a plan or a strategy, and you've been sitting on it and putting it like in your notes or putting it wherever your secret places, pull that thing out and get to work and surround yourself with women who will help you elevate that. And if you don't know the answers, find them. It's easy. When I opened the business, I was like, oh my God, what does all this mean? And then I was like, wait, it's really just simple because one, there's no excuses. There's Google. So I got to just, I got to just discipline myself to learn, you know, I'm not going to know everything. So I'm not going to let the fear of not knowing stop me. I'm going to learn. I'm going to go to meetings. I'm going to hire people who are good at what I'm terrible at and keep going. It's good. I love it. Okay, I want to transition a little bit, and I want to talk about um, community and community building, um, specifically from the perspective of you and your husband and your kids moved to a new state a couple years ago. I want to talk a little bit about, because um, part of the part of the Flourish Together podcast is talking about community and how do we grow in community. And I think um, this conversation around how do you build community when you're starting over, you know, um, so you guys came from a place in California where you lived for a really long time. Your kids were born there, your whole lives were there. And then you moved to Buckeye, not knowing very many people and completely started over. What have you guys done um, practically to build that community? And um, what are some things that you guys have done in that transition? And what has that been like starting over in building community in this new season that you guys are in? Like friendships, relationships? What do you mean? Yeah, friendships, whether that's like that church or friends you guys have found or just even starting your business and, and pursuing community. What does that look like? When we moved here, I really, one of my prayers was that the Lord would bring me friends. Um, but when we moved here, I got to work and mm -hmm. I've had success in different relationships mm -hmm. with um, business owners, with I'm very close to the owner of the building. So it wasn't my like, in my mind, I was like girlfriends to hang out. No, God brought me the people that I needed for right now. Mm -hmm. One, I don't have time to really hang out but the lord has brought a, a community for me and my husband who we can rely on who we can trust and in the church that we do go to i have made great relationships with authentic women who i can rely on and i can trust and be vulnerable with and just be like girl i'm going through it and then she'd be like all right let's Let's pray it out, you know? And so going, finding a church is hard. 
finding a church is like really, really hard, especially when you move. Um, Finding relationships, finding time to have those relationships, making the time. Um, For me, we do have, my sister-in-law is here um, and my nieces and nephews. So it kind of, when she moved here, it kind of felt like we didn't really miss a beat because that's who we would always hang out with anyways. Um, And so we do a lot of family things. And just with the community of Buckeye just supporting me with the business, I've made a lot of really great relationships and they just show up and hang out and, oh my God, bring me coffee all the time. They're like, are you doing good girl? Like, what do you need? And so I've had a great um, array of relationships since being in here. And um, my kids too, you know, with their youth group at church and they found their friends and um, my brother's here too. So there's lots of hanging the lord brought my brother so that's really all i need i just um the reason i wanted to talk about this is because i just did a a podcast recording on like finding community after you've transitioned or this whole topic and one of the things that i talked about on that episode which i think is interesting that you brought up is that you know you prayed for one thing but god answered that prayer in a different way than Mm -hmm prayed for but he still brought that community to you it just looks different than what you thought it was going right. to be right and just that like I think it's so important to like have that open-handed attitude to keep toward community and really anything in life but specifically about community is that like you might be praying for one thing you know you prayed for girlfriends but God brought you a really supportive business community and community yeah. in the community that you're trying to reach with your shop and yeah I've watched you from afar just plug in to the local community where your shop is and it's amazing yeah. to see how you are fostering that community and camaraderie and just that love and local support yeah. with the community that you're building your business in and how that has trickled through the valley I mean yeah. it's, it's awesome to see yeah. and I think that's just such a testament to God's faithfulness to you guys in this season yeah and you'll find like if you're struggling with community there's like there's so many groups like on Facebook or there's so many like meetups nowadays um coffee meetups for moms or for business owners so for me in this season of being a business owner and growing my business and and creating more businesses I want to be around those people but if I was a stay-at-home mom like I was, I would want to be with the stay-at-home mom support group where we could let the kids play and have coffee. I'm just in a different season. So if, you know, you'll find what you need. You just have to go looking for it and you have to get out of your own insecurities and show up. Like that's really hard because we're like, oh my God, especially with the women, because we don't know if they're going to be like have their own little group or click. Um, but if there's a mom group you've been having your eye on and you're just like, I'm nervous, just go. Like if there's a business women meetup, go. If there's an artist training DIY class, something go, you know, and then those relationships will start cultivating and you'll see like, Hey, I seen you here and now we're at this one together. Okay. Well, next time you want to hang out, you know, that's how connections are made, but not from at home behind your computer, just watching get up and go google you know what's happening in my neighborhood or um local events 
um, and being a part of the community too will help if you're new. There's a lot of new people who live in Buckeye. Um, there's a great class called the Leadership, um, Buckeye Leadership class, it's 14 weeks and they take you all around Buckeye and you meet so many people. And if you're new here, I suggest everybody take that class. It's free, it's on a Thursday night. You get to learn about all the aspects of the city and you leave there with relationships and business or it's just regular people who wanna learn more about their city. So there are things to do. And, and in Buckeye, it's limited, but we're working on that. We're working on, um, I could see the need that women want to come in and hang out at the shop. I don't have the capacity right now. That doesn't mean it's not in the works or we can get something together for um, the women in our city for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, one question that I always ask, ask all of my guests is who or what is allowing you to flourish in the season that you're in? Hmm. I would say, oh my gosh. I would have to say JR because I'm a, my husband, my boo thing. <laughs> I would, if I could think of one person that's helping me grow, it's JR because he's very, on social media, he's a, like, he likes attention. He's the life of the party, <laughs> but like in group settings, he's real quiet. But when he gives, not a lot of people can um, speak to me. What I mean is that one, I'm not vulnerable with a lot of people that's just my personality type. But two, I find that sometimes I don't get what I need when I'm looking for the right advice. And so if I want to grow, I have to go to the people who are going to tell me the real deal, ugly stuff, not the flattery, like you're doing great. No, tell me I'm doing bad so I can fix it, you know? And if you want to grow, you have to have your squad that's going to tell you that was whack. Like that was not good. And you're like, why? No, you're like, you can't get your feelings hurt. If you want to grow and excel, you have to find those people you can trust. And my husband is very good at that. He's very, one of his gifts is encouragement. And so he, we're very like, when he's one way, I can encourage him or vice versa. Mm -hmm. He's very encouraging. And he tells me to man up a lot. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm so tired. I work this amount of hours. And he's like, just keep going like come on like this is what you wanted what do you need help with and he'll tell me you know Sophia you were made you were this is what you're made to do and just a couple I want to say last month oh my gosh I was like really going through it I was like I don't think I could do this this is just really hard I'm not fully equipped to do this and I go what if I was just a stay-at-home mom again and I could just be with the kids and I was just crying like boogers and everything right and He's like staring at me and he's like, you would be so miserable because you have been waiting for this. Yeah. You have been waiting for this. So you have to discipline yourself to, to work harder to get mm -hmm. the results that you want. Because, and he told me straight up, like a lot of things you're upset about is self-inflicted. Get a better team, hire help. Mm -hmm. Dang, that's true, you know? And so he's really helping me. I've seen him start his own business in California. And I would tell him, you're always so stressed out. You're, you know, you're not present. So he's been through it. 
And so now he's like, I remember being just like that. And he was just like, you can do this. It's not going to feel good, but people are counting on you. This is your gift. The Lord has given you this. You just keep going. And so he really helps me to dig deep because sometimes, even though I am, you know, a go-getter, I'm safe with him. And so he really just helps me to, all right, let's go. Like, good talk, you know? Um, so he helps me a lot. And um, I would say me too, that I really have just grown in self-awareness, seeing how having a business has just magnified my weaknesses. And that's one thing that people don't understand. They see the store. One, everybody thinks you're rich because you have a store. They think you have everything all together. And the reality is that that's not true. There's a whole mental part of owning a business that people don't talk about. Um, and so when you see women in business, that's a certain kind of gangster right there. When you see these women opening up shops and opening up stores, it's, it's a different because we're not vendors anymore. We can't remove if we stop. We have overhead, we have contracts, we have this. It's a different kind of hustle and it's meant, the mental game, you have to be on point. And so I would say when my weaknesses really got magnified, really just digging deep and being self-aware is that I put myself more on the front, um, as a front runner for my life instead of a stand, like, I'm not going to stand by and just wait for things to happen. I have to take charge. And if I don't know the answers, what does the Bible say? Like, if you call out for understanding, if you call out for wisdom, like I will give it to you. And so I'm, I'm on my knees. I'm praying and saying, God, I don't know what this day is going to entail. I have no idea. And people come into the shop and they're, you know, they're in tears. And they're crying. They're saying, Sophia, something you said on here just resonated with me. I'm struggling. I'm depressed. I'm this, that, or the other. And so I have to empty myself daily of anything that's going to stop me from being a light, which is the whole point of the store is to be a light. That's the whole thing. And that was my prayer that when we opened that little side, I said, Lord, I don't know what this is going to be. I don't know if anybody's going to show up. I just want when people come in here to leave better than when they came in. That's all. However I can help with that, that's what I want to do. And so um, that's why one of the best compliments is when people come in and they're like, there's something different about your store. And I'm like, yes, girl, because we've been praying up in here, <laughs> you, know? you know? And I want people to be, you know, I, I love being an encourager of women and, and helping women find their way in whatever capacity. We all have different capacities. And my capacity might be bigger than yours, but that doesn't make yours insignificant. And the Lord spoke to me about that one day. And don't look down on her capacity. Don't be jealous of her capacity. The Bible says that we are to multi multiply our gift, not triple ours to match hers. What has God given me? I got to give that back. And so that um, finding who I am on this journey has really catapulted me to want to learn more, to be more effective and to grow and to flourish as, um, cause even though the store is doing well, my home situation, my house is a mess, you know, 
but you're not going to have all your ducks in the order every day of your life. And so I'm learning to take a step back and be okay with all kinds of imperfections because I'm on a mission and the Lord put something in my heart to continue to build, to grow, to, um, if women need encouragement, um, if my life is inspiring them in whatever way, I'm, I'm glad because I needed that. I needed somebody to tell me life isn't easy, not the perfect stuff. When I was growing up, everybody was always trying to be perfect and I didn't know where to fit in. So when people tell me like their ugly stories, I'm like, yes, tell me all about it. It's so <laughs> good. Cause those are the people that God uses greatly. Yeah. When they have those stories and they're like, it was all bad, but then it was all good because God got me. I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with me and everyone who's listening. For those that want to connect yeah. with you after this episode, where can everybody find you online? You can find me on the gram. That's where I live on Instagram, just sharing our story and sharing the shop. Um, you know, I would love for you guys to follow along screws and sparkles. And we are just going to continue to position ourselves to grow and impact the community and wherever the Lord says to move. So um, Facebook, we're on Facebook too, Screws and Sparkles. And I'll leave links to all your social media and stuff in the show notes so people can go find you. Do you guys, do you guys ship? You guys ship, don't you? Uh, we're not currently shipping right now. Um, we're getting a new system in place so that we could breathe. The store has been so busy. So once I get the team, in effect, we're going to hopefully by the time the holiday starts, we can get those goodies sent out. All right, everyone stay tuned for that. Thank you, Sophia, so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. Thank you, Andrea, girl. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. I would love it if you would jump on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Ratings and reviews are life to podcasts. They help other people find the show and it helps spread the mission of the podcast even farther than I could. So thank you to all of you who have already left a rating and review to give you a special incentive to go ahead and jump on over to iTunes and leave those ratings. The entire month of September, I'm going to be choosing those of you who have left ratings and review in the month of September to win a $20 Starbucks gift card. So every week I'm going to be checking those ratings and reviews, writing your name down and doing a special drawing uh, at the end of the month. So I hope that you guys will take just a few seconds, leave a rating, leave us a review. And I can't wait to see what you guys are thinking about the show and how much you guys are loving it. For freebies, show notes and more, head on over to my website at andreamworley.com or follow me on Instagram at Andrea M. Worley so we can connect after the show.